Hey listeners and welcome to the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast. I'm your host Ben Hucker. If this is your first time tuning into the pod then we hope you enjoy today's episode. But what is this podcast all about? Well, we tell the stories of doers, thinkers and creatives on the Surf Coast in Australia. Why do we do it? We think the coast is a melting pot of creative minds from the city, the country and the coast and we wanted to get their stories out there. Each episode is packed full of insight and a good dose of practical hints and tips from our guests. We hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast brought to you by Stonker in Torquay. Well, hey guys, and welcome to episode 59 of the Surf Coast Creators Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Hucker. Joining me today, local photographer extraordinaire, Craig Crossway. Welcome to the Surf Coast Creators Podcast. Actually, I should say welcome back to the Surf Coast Creators Podcast. It's good to be back, Ben. Good to see you guys back too. Yeah, cheers. We had a year off there. We had a gap year. So, yeah. Jess and Ben's gap year. Got married, had a baby, bought a business. So, just... <laughs> just, a, just a relaxing year. Yeah, just a nice relaxing year off. And uh, yeah, it's great to see you back. We were just discussing before the podcast recording. Uh, it's pretty much two years to the day since yeah. we interviewed you. Yeah, and we we also discussed that that's like two years of our lives that is just a bit of a blur with yeah. with COVID and lockdowns. Just and this giant void. Like it's very hard to distinguish it as, is, as we it? said before between twenty 2020, twenty, twenty one, twenty two, and twenty three. It's like one year. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a lot happening. What have you been up to? Oh, just um, well, this year been very busy. So previous the year before we sort of didn't go anywhere, but this year I've spent a fair bit of time travelling. Um, up to went up to the north coast of New South Wales. Um, decided to try that, uh, you know, the retirement uh, journey up the, uh, up oh, the right. coast. So we we hired a house uh, just north of Coffs and uh, oh, cool. and spent six weeks up there. Um, water was a lot warmer. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so uh, that was one bonus. So uh, yeah, and then I Kangaroo Island. Um, I then uh, spent nearly a month in uh, Western Australia in the Kimberley, taking photos, which was really good. Yeah, I've seen some stuff so, coming uh, through. Yeah, so. no, it was uh, last year was uh, felt like sort of I got the confidence back to to jump on a plane and travel and what have you and. So, yep. I've just booked a uh, a trip to Italy next year, so uh, I'm going to go back international, see how I go. Ah, uh, very nice. Amalfi Coast and all those sorts of spots. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the the, um, the main aim is uh, is the Dolomites, um, so I'm going to uh, spend a, a week and a half or two weeks in the Dolomites taking photos. I've done a deal with my wife that if she hangs around and puts up with me for uh, <laughs> for a week and a half in the Dolomites, <laughs> that uh, we'll then just go down to uh, Positano and plonk ourselves on the coast. And oh, I'll, nice. I'll, I'll put the camera away and uh, we'll just enjoy the sun and go out to dinner and things like that. Strictly no camera. Well, that's what I'm hoping yeah. that I can do. <laughs> I'm sure the first night that I uh, spot a sunset coming that I might. Jump out, sneak Jump out, out and, and grab it. But no, uh, the, the just one of those. Oh, I've got to just head down the uh, the bottle shop. Love that. Nah, I just <laughs> I'm I'm pretty happy to put it away. I, occasionally, I just put my camera away for a, yeah. you know two or four weeks and and just concentrate on cleaning up the catalogue and and looking after my website. It, it's I think yeah. it's uh, I think it clears your mind and because you can just get into the habit of just turning up to the and you t- tend to turn up to the same spots and. Yep. What have you? So, and you just go. I find I need to be a bit careful about um, repetition. Well, and it's also just you've got other responsibilities, and there's other things in your life, catching up with friends, and yeah. Um, and if you're out at sunset every night, 
you tend not to go out to dinner and you miss you know you miss yeah. a lot of interaction with a lot of people so um and i can get a little bit like that but uh, so i keep an eye on it there's no off switch is there as a landscape photographer you try to but as soon as you look at your cloud app and you go oh i wonder where i should be going is it and uh, you you end up just going out there and that's yeah. a passion isn't it so it's oh, not exactly um if you're if you're not for having to force yourself to go and do it, then uh, I think you know you've found something you like doing. Oh, definitely. We can see that with your one of your latest photos. So, for context, you took this amazing photo of the it was the red moon, wasn't it? The blood moon. Yeah, that was the out lunar eclipse. early November. Yeah, I think it was kind of just after the Melbourne Cup there. The eighth of November. Eighth of November. Yep. We've got it on your Facebook feed here. Been phenomenal in terms of the response and you know just the adulation for this photo. So I wanted to get you in on the podcast to talk about that photo specifically and then we'll talk about some other stuff at the end but if we can go through that now so 61,000 likes on your Facebook page for this particular photo over 1,000 shares did you know this? Yeah, yeah it's, You're uh, checking the numbers every day? <laughs> no, I don't Well, interestingly I don't spend a heap of time on Facebook um, Actually, I've got that wrong It's 28,000 shares yeah. 1,000 comments Yeah, including so, David Attenborough I was told by somebody wow. So, <laughs> which David Attenborough is on board as well. I, I haven't gone and checked. So uh, <laughs> somebody messaged, or a couple of people messaged me. It was on Channel Seven News, and yeah, it's um, in the Surf Coast yeah, Times. Got and... it. Got it. It, uh, it got around. Yeah, definitely. It was very popular on Instagram, and and Twitter was quite amazing too. It got amazing shares on on that or re, retweets they Elon call. Musk has retweeted it <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't think so hasn't <laughs> banned it from your platform <laughs> no <laughs> yeah it's fantastic so huge response that was just Facebook so I haven't even checked the figures for, for Instagram but take us through it like obviously you know we know the blood moon was coming and all the rest how did you where that that's in lawn isn't it so no it's a it's a little secret spot ah. that i've got and lots of people have asked me where it is but um it'll it, remain it's, a secret it's, it's not that far from where i live so uh yep. there's there's a little little hint at it but um which yeah, is it's just one of the little spots I, I just like to keep to myself and I, I hope that's not seen as being arrogant or i don't think so um it's just it's a really tight little spot on a boardwalk so if anybody else is there then you can't go there and take photos and it's one of my little spots i like to just yeah. wander down and spend some time by myself and take sunrise sunset astro it seems it lines up pretty well with a lot of uh, a lot of good weather conditions uh, well that's why a lot of people commented i think because you've kind of introduced a bit of you know artistic flair there it's not just a picture of the moon it's it's lined up with the boardwalk the water uh, the reeds in the background the bushland did yeah. you have it to yourself that night yeah yeah I've got, didn't have any traffic I, I haven't seen any um i when i've been there taking photos i've never had anybody i mean a couple of walkers come through but no nobody else taking photos in in i don't know how many times i've been there 20 or 30 times so it's, yeah it's a little spot that and it that night, especially everyone knows the mosquito issues around. That <laughs> night, I don't know how I survived. I got no idea. But, Did you get um, eaten alive? Yeah, but Bushman's. Like, I'll pl- do a plug for Bush- Bushman's uh, mosquito repellent. Yeah. Oh, they were thick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think I was going to be able to last, but. Uh, and they're extra bad this year too, yeah, was he? I coated up, and um, they were all right. There's a few shots um, amongst the I don't know 250 odd shots I took that night. Gosh. Um, to put that photo together or that image 
image together because it's not a photo as such. Um, there was a there was a couple with mosquitoes on the lens, so uh, I had to ditch those. Oh. system. So uh, I tried to have a beer on the decking the other night in Torquay and got eaten alive. I was I was out there for about three minutes and I thought can't do this. So yeah. back inside. That's so really bad. Can't imagine the mozzies. So there's one challenge. But did you have the tripod set up and how long did it take? Um, well, just the lead up to it, I knew that it was coming, but it was cloudy for most of the day and the cloud app right. said it was going to clear but it was probably going to be too late mm. uh, for it so I wasn't that interested um, and I was sitting at home in Anglesey and um, and I looked out as the sun was going down I thought wow the sky's becoming really clear you know maybe I should go out and photograph it um, and then all of a sudden I started to go where am I going to go I mean I can't drive um, like so I've shot the two previous lunar eclipse, I went to the Grampians and shot it above Mount Abrupt. Um, that was about sort of four or five years ago. And then about two years ago, I shot it above the lighthouse at Aries Inlet. And I like to, I like to have a scene. Um, so you can just shoot the sky and put the moons up, but I like to put it into a scene and then try and track where it goes. So... Um, and I thought, well, this place is close to home. Um, mm. And so I started, started to get ready and, and the, the sun went down and all of a sudden I looked out and it, it had already, the moon when it rose was already in eclipse where normally the moon, the full moon will come up yep. and then it'll start to go into eclipse. So you've sort of got time to get there and set up and it's darker. But as soon as the moon rose, it sort of had the first signs of it going into eclipse right on the horizon. Right. So I quickly... Went, oh, I pulled out my, my sunset app to check out the alignment um, and I went, I'll just go here, I'll go to this spot. That'll look good, it'll line up above that boardwalk and then I'll get the night sky. So, uh, yeah, so you have to act I, I, fast. That's, that's the reason if you have a look at the first you moon. see that in the photo, yeah. The first moon is half into eclipse yep. because I just I didn't get there in time. So it was a last minute decision yep. to go out. But in saying that, I, shooting the other two eclipse taught me what image I wanted so um, the first eclipse I just had I took lots of photos of the moon I didn't really know what I was doing because um, I just started photography and for the first time ever I was out in the in the dark trying to focus my camera and um, the second one I knew exactly what I wanted um, and so I did a sort of an artificial track above the um, above the lighthouse but this time I sort of had it in mind that I wanted to track the exact eclipse, so the moon going into eclipse, through eclipse, and then out of eclipse, and pretty much have it in position. So, um, so I knew what I, the image I wanted, um, and I think we were we were talking about this earlier. So it's not it's not a photo mm. as such because there's not 17 moons no. rolling around, and you can't keep it. Well, you might be able to. I don't have the skill sets if you can to to just do it. Um, as a, a shot where you open the lens, or you open the aperture, and then get the shot yeah. um, as one. So, so what I do, I set up the, uh, I set the, the camera up, and I took some shots um, quickly of the scene with the moon in it. And then what I did is I, sw- I switched lenses to a seventy two hundred mm-hmm. lens, and then I just photograph the moon. So I just kept photographing the moon. I got 240 photographs. I put it on automatic. Every 30 seconds, it took a, 
All right. And took a photograph. Yeah. And then every 10 minutes I had to shift the camera so because it had moved out of frame. Um, and so that gave me, or once the eclipse had finished, that gave me, as I said, nearly 240 shots of of the uh, of the moon going through eclipse. Um, and then I just looked at the shots that I had for the foreground, yep. and the sky was too affected by the, the glow of the moon. But the moon had now gone out of the scene, so I then I then put a uh, the fourteen mil lens back on. And then I treated it as an astro shot. Yeah. So I took 20 shots um, because the ISO had to be high. I took 20 shots and stacked those 20 shots and that gave me the scene. And then I just bought the 17. It turned out to be 17. I just tried to stagger, like get a sequence of, of moons that I liked that would show the, um, the path and the, uh, the period of the eclipse. And then so I put those back into position because I had the position where it started and I knew where it sort of finished, so I just put those back in and then I, you just blend. It's a pretty easy blend to, yeah. to blend it into the sky. Sensational. I so sat there and looked at it and went, not sure whether I like it or not. Oh, really? Yeah. I said, but I've spent, this is the final photo. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, look at, if you looked at the final photo that I posted on social media, um, and this is, the, this is a funny thing, that... I sort of finished it and posted it. And those things are really current. Everybody, it's going to be on the news the next day. And lots of people try to get out and see it. So you've got to post it straight away. So the following morning, I got up and looked at the shot and went, ah, the sky's too dark. It's too black at the top. But I did that because it was a quicker way to blend it. Yeah. Rather than try to get it onto some blue with some more stars. I said, ah, it doesn't really matter. I don't love the shot anyway. I'll just, I'll I'll put it up. (laughs) So this is not even one of your favourites. <laughs> it looks to me, and, a lot, and some of the comments I get back, oh, it looks artificial. And you go, well, it, it is artificial. Yeah. Because you can't stand no there and look at that still. scene. Yeah. Um, but it was, it's an image that had a purpose, and that was to show, to track the path of, yeah, the, of the eclipse um, over what I, a scene that I liked. Um, yeah. And so I posted it the following morning, and I put it onto some of the community Facebook sites and I put it under my Facebook and um, and I came back sort of halfway through the afternoon and my phone nearly exploded really on Facebook <laughs> and then so I turned on Instagram and it was already being featured on Instagram before I'd even posted it yeah so all of these hubs were picking it up off Facebook and then putting it onto their Instagram oh and so it was going crazy on Instagram before I'd even put it up and so I I thought, oh, better put it up on Instagram. Yeah, so on I your put, own personal feed. <laughs> I put it up on Instagram. And, You've got the late mail. And then off, off it went. And then I thought, oh, well, I sort of started a Twitter account because a lot of photographers are getting a little peeved with Instagram. So, um, I, I just, yeah, we were talking about that before the podcast too. So Twitter... Yeah, so they're not really a, th- a platform I think of when no, I think of photographers. No, but so a lot of the uh, a lot of the really good photographers. <laughs> so I suppose I'm trying to pretend that I'm a good photographer. I've put you shi- in that category. Shifted across onto Twitter, and they're uh, they're all selling is it EFTs and oh, yeah. so I've got no idea. NFTs, NFTs. There you go. Non fungible tokens. Yeah, there you go. So um, and I haven't got to that stage. I sort of look at that and I can't get my head around how that works. But um, you better buy the NFT for this image, actually. So that's uh, well, that's. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, you won't own it. Which is... Why do I? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I have had feedback from a lot of people saying, oh, there's somebody in the United States is putting it on their Facebook 
page and they're, they, they're claiming it as their own and why don't I go... I did see that in some of the comments. Yeah. There's, so there's people no, weren't attributing you for that yeah, photo. there's nothing that I can really do about that. Yeah. And you've sold a few in print. Well, I got so many requests, and that—that's that's the funny story. You go back, I, all of a sudden, I was—I had this influx of people wanting to buy a print of it, and I went, "Oh, well, I can't sell that print because it's just a quick edit." Yeah. So the next day, I had to uh, I had to sit down and do it properly. Yeah. And um, I won't. I won't do it now because it'll be boring on a podcast, but I'll, I'll show you later that uh, the difference between the shots. So, oh, okay. So that, I then did a print-worthy version of it. Yeah. And I thought, well, how am I going to do this? Because I've deliberately... I, I don't sell my stuff r- really cheaply. So, you know, 120 bucks, 150 bucks is probably not going to buy you one of my, one of my prints. Yeah. Because I, that's just where I want to position it. And yeah. It comes from a marketing experience and, uh, and what sort of people you want, you know. Buying you, you can sit... And there's nothing wrong with this, please. Um, a lot of people make a really good earning out of going to community markets and selling mm. them for 50 70 dollars. Yep. I'm sort of trying to position them whether I can do it or not. Mine are sort of a higher end, so it's, it costs a little bit more. But I thought, you know, so many people want this. If I try and sell it to them for this size print, which was the 30 by 40 is normally about $270, then not a lot of people are going to be able to afford it. So I said, well, why don't I try a limited edition of 50 and I'll do it for $120. So I ran the guy that does my printing. He said, yeah, well, if you do the 50 all at once, we'll do it right and whatever. So I printed the 50 and they just... Gone. I oh, sold. There's none left? No. So well, I, I was going to see if we could get one here at Stonko, but so, um, they're all gone. So I... Um, and what I did say is that these, they would all be numbered 1 to 50 and signed. Yep. So that was the limited edition, which then gave me the flexibility to sell other sizes because some people wanted, oh, I don't want it at that small size. I wanted it you yep. know, a, a metre by 1.2. Um, and queue in the long string of emails yeah, so back and forth. And that, that was another nightmare. It was like how to, con- how to keep control over all of the, the contacts. Yeah. It was because they come on Facebook Messenger, they come through Instagram, they come through Twitter, they, they come through emails, through my website. Any calls and, and to direct to your home? And I would go, I had a couple of phone calls because apparently, I, I learnt this, apparently there's a button on my, um, on my Facebook site that you just push and it rings me. Like, I wouldn't even know that, that was there. <laughs> but, um, so I, I figured out that I just had to go back to people saying, here's my email address either send me your email address and I'll email through the messenger. But yep. I, everything has to go back into email. So I had it all in the one spot. Yep. Because I was looking at a name, you know, this is Christine, somebody wanted it. And I go, I've got a name written down and I go, oh, where was she? Was she, she in Instagram? Was she <laughs> on Facebook? So no, it, it worked all right, which is a really good learning for me. So, oh, good. Yeah. So it didn't turn into a nightmare. It was a lot of work, a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. But the uh, curse of the the awesome photo on. But uh, it was a good learning experience and a really you know, yeah, a, a very steep learning curve. In a, in Have a you week. had that happen before? Like you've got a time sensitive thing where everyone's talking about it. I mean, you know, um, it was, it was a, generating so much buzz. And yeah. I remember it was overcast that day, and I I kind of lost interest about seven thirty eight o'clock when I, all I saw was clouds outside. Yeah, but, well. I have had a couple. The one, a shot I took 
um, in Binlong Bay in Tasmania. There used to be a little she-oak tree that grew in the rocks there. And a lot of people, it, it was the most photographed tree in Australia. It's now, unfortunately, it, um, it blew over in a storm about oh. 18 months ago. Um, and I took a sunrise shot there, which became fairly iconic. Um, and I sold a number of prints, but nothing like this. So this is just a whole other level. Yeah. In addition to media as well. So did you get a call from Channel 9 News and Channel 7 and all the, all the above? It's a, that's a sore point. With oh. <laughs> so Great Ocean Road, history. Great Ocean Road um, Tourism put it, featured it on there. So they asked for permission and they, um, they tagged me in on it and said that it was mine and wow what a great image I'd taken and Channel 7 just took it off oh. there and um, and put it on the news and then credited Great Ocean Road Tourism for oh. it <laughs> so there'd be no credit whatsoever no so I sent them a message a couple of messages but they, they didn't get back to me um, oh come on Channel 7 uh, you know, anyone listening you, from Channel 7 you can get upset please attribute <laughs> CC images for the shot Craig Crossway it was only there for 10 seconds so oh right that's fine yeah I saw it was saw it was getting a bit of media coverage so your intention behind that photo uh, is it to get likes and comments and income generating for your business or is it purely just a passion for photography you got out there took a photo posted it and then you just whatever happens after that happens I don't I, I, I would I would honestly say that I have never gone out to take a photo with the thought that it's going to be um, something I would sell or mm. it, it just sort of turns out it turns out that you know the conditions are right and, and the stars align or the moon's align <laughs> as it moon's is. Align. Um, I just like producing the photos for myself Yep. I mean, I, I I go out there and I take the photos and I bring them back. And with this one there, it was it's a test of your more your editing skills than than your photography skills, probably. Yes, from a photography point of view, as long as as I said, as long as you know all of the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle you need, then you yeah. just go out and you shoot them, and it's not that hard. Um, it's then having the system and 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 the know how to then put them all together. And again. That's not that difficult. Um, there's a, some astro shots which are a lot harder to put together than that, yeah. um, where the Milky Way's behind trees and things like that. But um, no, I, I like to produce photos that I can sit there and go, wow, that's a really nice image. Yep. And I then, remember you saying that on the first podcast when we spoke to you two years ago. It was, it's photography for yourself first and foremost. Yeah. And then you edit it and put it on social media. and Yeah. And it, there is, I suppose... Behind the scenes, there's a, there's a little bit of ego involved when you put it on Instagram and everybody likes it, and, and you go, wow, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> so, yeah. It's... And you don't even like the photo. <laughs> <laughs> do you like the one that you've printed for people? The yeah, I do. One? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. I do. It's, Some um, finer it's... touches on that. Yeah. It's uh, well. It's a nice looking photo. Would I hang it in my house? Oh, look, I don't. I don't think I would. I don't think my wife would allow it. The moon seems to have a particular, or moon photographs seem to have a particular uh, interest to people. Yeah, I don't know whether it's you know got something to do with um, religion or or yeah. you know what it is. The mystique about the cosmology. Moon? Yeah, it's just it seems things. every time I've done. 
a lunar eclipse photo. It's been very popular. Um, not quite as popular there as that There is definitely one. a mystery about it, isn't there? It's yeah, probably because it we've been there. Yeah. It takes people back to the, was it the 60s, when we landed on the moon the first time? Yeah. Long before me, in my time, but... But I have, it's been remarkable, like the United States, I've sort of had a little bit of exposure there. I won a, uh, a photography competition with that shot from Binalong Bay in Tasmania. Um, but I've had a lot of interest in uh, in the US. Um, and one, if you've got time, one really nice story was a, um, a lady or a girl in uh, Minnesota um, sent me a message saying, I'd really love to buy one of your prints. Um, and so I sent her the, I just sent her the stock copy paste, $120 plus postage, so to the US it'll be $37. Um, and then she came back and she said, oh, I'm so, and she was very apologetic. She said, I'm so sorry to waste your time and, and I don't know what I was thinking. Of course you'd be selling it and it's worth way more than that, but I can't really afford it. Um, I wanted it because I teach prep grade and a little, we were talking about the lunar eclipse and one of my students, a little boy, came in the next day and he was in tears because it was cloudy here and so he couldn't get to see it and so we looked on social media I looked on social media and I found your shot and I showed it to the class and they just love it and then I looked at him and he was in tears because he he loved the photo so much but then he didn't get to see it and I was going to buy it for him and so I just said you know what I sent her a message back saying I'm sending you one. Ah, oh, how kind! I said on the proviso that you send uh, you send a photo of of you and the little boy with the, yeah. with the print when he when he gets it. Oh, so, sensational! Uh, so I'm I'm hanging out to get that. But you know that's yeah, that makes it all worth it. It does. It's uh, it feels really good that makes all the mozzie you know, bites worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get too many. As I said, the, the bushies worked really well. <laughs> yeah, well that's sensational. I just. One more question about the photos. So the clouds, so we didn't really talk about that. They just, they did part at the right time? Yeah, there was no cloud at all. There was no cloud in the sky. On such an overcast I got photographer friends that were um, you know, on the Ballerine Peninsula and it eventually cleared there, but it, they missed the start of it. So, um, yeah, it was, it was clear as a button. Yeah, fantastic. So good timing. And I'm just looking at a couple of... Other shots you've produced, so you've done one there, I think it's near Wire River, down on the Great Ocean Road. I can't remember what that part's called. It's got that big U-bend in it. Oh, uh, that's, you've done it with the, that's Teddy's Lookout. Teddy's Lookout. I was going to say, how did you get that viewpoint? So it's a long exposure. Yeah, so it's um, the Teddy's Lookout. There's two lookouts, and a lot of people don't realise there's the second lookout. Oh, this is the one for So you. it's the lower lookout, so when you first walk from the car park and you get to the top, you walk straight into a lookout. Just as you would walk on, there's a little path, rocky stairs going down to the right. And if you go down there, it gives you an actual better view and you get the whole curve of the road in. So that, that's another interesting photo. So you've got, when I go down, when I went down there, I had to time the cars, how long it took the average car from going yeah. from that corner <laughs> oh, was all it the about way two minutes? around. It's, um, it's just over a minute yeah. So and you kind of have to see them coming too to know when to well, press yeah, the trigger. No, it's it's surprising how dark it is. So if you leave your camera open for like a minute and thirty seconds, this guy here, it, I was quite surprised at the beautiful wispy 
um, pink and red clouds in mm. the sky because you, you can't Great. see that with the naked eye because it's uh, it's night. If you look closely, you can see some little stars in the sky. Yeah, you can one. actually. Yeah, so that's a yeah, that's a game. It's just a long uh, a long exposure of uh, of that shot. Yeah, that was sensational. There's the the blood moon, and there was another one. Uh, it looked like a drone shot of of the storm of Aries Inlet. Uh, there was a drone shot. In the red sensor. Uh, Our listeners can't see these images, <laughs> but just scrolling through on Facebook. This one here. So, is that a drone shot? Yeah, that's a drone shot at uh, Anglesey. So, just for the listeners, it's kind of a shot up above the clouds. It's like you'd be flying in, you know, into it's... Avalon Airport or something, and that's the type of view you'd get. How did you do that one? So, foggy mornings, I keep an eye out. So I can see sort of down to the coast from, uh, from our place, and um, I keep an eye out. And you can see the, the fog was coming, and I thought, so it quite often rolls off the cliffs in Anglesey. So I uh, quickly ducked out. And if you can imagine, I can't see what's above the clouds when I'm on the ground. Uh-huh. So it Huge looks guessing. like normal fog, yep. the flat fog at the underneath. And I, took the dr- I put the drone up, and there was this massive, like a wave going running along the coast so the so the clouds were coming in and then going up like it was the like a big wave was coming in yeah um, and i thought that is amazing it does look like a big wave just kind of breaching on land doesn't yeah, it yeah it does so uh, so i just i got really excited and flew around for a long time it's like time. the waves in the ocean are mimicking the waves in the clouds yeah so i got another shot from that morning where it's uh where at later and it goes in and it, come, it they sort of join in and come into like a shark fin and um and uh it just looked really weird above the clouds yeah hopefully not ominous for <laughs> surfers out there that morning but um uh, some sim- uh, just brilliant images on your page so if you haven't checked out CC's Facebook page, make sure you do. So CEC Images, that's S-E-E-S-E-A, CC Images. So check that one out. But uh, one thing I've noticed, CC, the last couple of years is just your consistency, if consistency and quality. But in terms of consistency, what just what drives you just to keep getting up at you know early mornings, late at night, out there by yourself? And this pretty harsh conditions out there i mean there's a southwester 25 knots pretty cold i mean you go out in all types of conditions how do you just keep getting out there and doing what you love well i, do, I wake up early i always have um because i was a, a surfer or still am um and um i just like capturing images it's a it's a passion um and I was actually saying to my wife a couple of weeks ago, she was talking about my passion. And I've been very lucky. I had a passion for um, graphic design and advertising and I got into that industry and then had my own business. And I used to just love it. I used to love getting up and going to work. And, um, and then when I retired, um, I thought I needed to find something else. I had no idea it was going to be photography, but it's turned out I just, I just love it. And yeah, you don't need motivation if you love doing it. You yep. just go, wow, I'm going to get out there. And yeah. a lot of people comment, so you're so lucky. And I go, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm retired, so I've got time. And it's yeah. if you saw the amount of times that I went out and I stood there and I took photos and I went, no, oh, well, that didn't quite work. Have you had any, you get lots of dud sessions where yeah. you come back with nothing? Yeah, you get lots of dud sessions where you, where go, you go out there and, and you think, it's, this is, the sky's just going to erupt here. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, and you get there and it just goes, bleh. 
Yeah. And there's nothing. And so you, it doesn't matter. You watch the sun come up. You walk along the beach by yourself because there's nobody else around. Yeah. Check out the surf. Go back. Either go back and grab your board and go for a surf or go back and make a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And so. to be clear, if it's rubbish conditions, then it's onshore and no good for surfing. So, yeah, coffee sounds like a good idea. So... Yeah, you are. We are lucky to live on the surf coast and the rest and Anglesey and, uh, but yeah, you still have to be out there, don't you? You still have to be yeah, taking yeah. action, getting out there, checking your apps, checking the weather conditions. Well, even just you know where I live, I live on the hill in Anglesey, so I, you know I can see storms coming, I can I can see sunrises, I can see the cloud conditions. So just sitting in my lounge room, I, I mean, it, it is an advantage to be able to to do it whenever you want so i'm i don't have to work anymore so i mean that's that's a huge advantage to me yeah um, that i can be johnny on the spot yeah um I'm, i don't have to turn up to work five days a week and then i get to take photos on the weekend and yeah. then you know then you're at the mercy of well how many great weekends are we going to get in a year there's only 52 of them yeah that's true and if and ten if ten percent of them are got good conditions, then well, that's five. And if you know twenty percent of those, so that's only one that's going to be in awesome conditions. So yeah, where you know I'm sitting here the other night when the massive I don't know whether you've seen the shot um, a massive uh, thunderhead um, storm came in over uh, over Anglesey, and I was just sitting there having dinner. Um, yep. And I said to my wife, "Oh, look what's coming!" And uh, and she said, "Oh, what?" <laughs> yeah, and is that that one there again on CC's Facebook page? So, oh no, I haven't seen that one. Wow, that's just so that's two days after, two nights after I shot the lunar eclipse. And yep. to me, that's a way better shot. So this is on your Instagram feed for our listeners. Yeah, like so it. it's on Instagram. It's on. Uh, I think there's there's a couple of different shots I took, but I flew the drone around and took this big thunderhead. But the thunderhead arrived ex- exactly at sunset. So within the middle of it, it looks like a nuclear holocaust. It's, oh, it's huge! There's a guy in Western Australia who chases storms. It reminds me of his photography. Yeah, Can't remember his tag, but so that I, I can see that it looked good. But then I so I put the drone up and I flew it around and I was looking at what I was seeing through the drone and just go, oh my god yeah. I look at this like if people, <laughs> and I thought to myself if people think that lunar eclipse shot is good wait till they see this one yeah <laughs> so I was super excited and that one had uh, so you, you like that one <laughs> oh yeah I mean that is uh, that's mean, a sensational photo that is just to get to get a storm like that like just a, a, a thunderhead like that to arrive exactly as the sun was setting, yeah. to, to give that light underneath it was, you know, That's brilliant. but you've got to be Johnny on the spot. Yeah, I mean, this, you exactly. can't plan for that. You've just got to be. I was just sitting there. I, did, I actually just poured a glass of white wine. Oh, and, right, and went. Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> I think I better get out there. Yeah, it's brilliant. So, uh, in terms of going forward, so the future, the CC images. So loving retirement. Actually, you rode here today on an e-bike. How's the e-bike going? Is it, you need it. that in Anglesey. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I'm loving it. Um, I've always loved my mountain bike, um, but I was finding that, um, and you know Anglesey and the trails, there's some steep trails and in the bush and they're quite narrow. I was finding that um, that I sort of couldn't carry the momentum a lot of times where you would come down a hill and through a little technical bit 
and then up the other side. And as a 62-year-old, when I was in my late 20s, 30s, then you, you just have a bit of a dig. And if you come off, then yeah. <laughs> that's fine. But you tend to be a little bit more careful. Uh, and you would lose the momentum to get through the technical bit. And then I'd have to get off and I'd have to push my mountain bike up the next yep. bit. Where with an e-bike, you get to the technical bit, you can it's slow right down, and you just you pedal three times, and the motor just gives you that little bit of momentum, and off you go. So <laughs> I get to the top of these hills now, and go, wow. Just roaring up these yeah, big, giant hills in yeah, Anglesey. Yeah, and you still, I'd never ridden an e-bike before, but you still got to pedal, and you're still going to be out there, but you can just go for longer, and you can have a, it just puts a smile on my face. So, What's the big main road that goes down the hill at Anglesey, that one? Harvey Street. Harvey Street. What's, yeah. your, what's your record speed down there? Uh, <laughs> just under the speed limit, Ben. Uh, <laughs> Actually, what's your record speed up that hill? <laughs> well, that's the beauty, is that there was only one way I could ride home, because living on the top of the hill at Anglesey, uh, it's all good when you, you go out to ride your bike, because uh, it's downhill. Um, but you've got to come home after riding for two hours and you're a little exhausted. So there's only yeah. one way I could get back and that was up the Great Ocean Road, um, which is sort of not quite as steep as some of the others, but now I can choose at any, any hill. Yeah, right. And I've never seen anybody ride up Harvey Street in, uh, <laughs> in Anglesey. So, uh, that is a tough hill. So, I used to do um, training up that hill when I was so, riding uh, the Shifty, Shifty 50 series last year on the mountain bike. And gosh, that hill was the only hill that could really sort of test you out. Yeah, well, it's it's relentless and it's very steep. Well, now I just go, yeah, I think I'll do that today. <laughs> you think you're going good in, in life and then you, there's Harvey Street on a bike. So <laughs> brings you back down to earth pretty quickly. Yeah, well... It, I just cruise past people on the e-bike. They look at me and I'm cheating. (laughs) Just in terms of, you spoke about editing there, CC. How important are the technical skills now as a photographer versus capturing a really good composition? Um, Is it 60-40 now? Like 60% technical skills, 40%? Or is it still... No, I would say that you, you you need the base shot. If you don't have the shot, it doesn't matter how good you are um, on the computer. I, I don't believe you can turn it into a, a great photo. Yep. Um, Still need composition. Yeah, you do. And foundation. There's different sorts of um, different sorts of, uh, of photographers, and some of them produce photographs, and some of them produce images. Um, and if you're producing images, then you, you're taking bits and pieces from, and like the lunar one, I mean, it's putting together the jigsaw of different photos mm. to make an image. Um, where I like to take photographs, and then I will, yeah, you work in the highlights and the midtones and the shadows to to maximise it um, and to you know bring out all of the the details and what have you, and that's what I like to do. Um, you know, yesterday we went down to the Otways with a mate and I, and we photographed some waterfalls down there. And uh, I, I did those shot, shots too. Yeah, I did a shot last night, which I haven't, I haven't posted yet, but it's just, it's, I think it's just a beautiful photograph of uh, of Beauchamp's Falls. So we went down to Beauchamp, and that's again where we were to a guy, a friend of mine, uh, Gary Eastwood, who's a really good photographer, lives in Point Lonsdale. Um, we were just saying how lucky we are that you know we can just go down and pick the day. It was going to be drizzly and low cloud down there, so fog, foggy conditions, yep. which is the best conditions for uh, for waterfalls. And um, and there's no one around. Yeah, it's in the middle of the it's in 
yeah, it's in the middle of the week, um, and we get to wander down there by ourselves. And that's brilliant. Yeah, and everybody in the shop. And just, and As opposed there. to a Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon yeah. down there, it gets pretty busy. Yeah. yeah, but beautiful spot. If you haven't been there before, just sort of down in the Otway Ranges, tucked yeah. away in there, isn't yeah. it? Um, near Timboon, kind of around that area. Uh, near Beach further. Forest. Beach Forest. Yeah, yeah. So, and there's another, probably one of the best, probably the best waterfall in the Otways is uh, Hopeton Falls, which Hopeton is Falls. about ten minutes away from it. So, another absolute classic. Yeah. So we went and photographed those two yesterday, which is it's good fun. It was great. Yeah. To get, to get wet and just wander around in the bush for a while. Yeah. Do some exploring. Which is a big part of what you do as well. Yeah. It's yeah, a trip it through there. Central Australia and up the coast. So can't wait to see your photos in Italy next year, or from Italy, uh, provided you can get some out before the missus absolutely cracks it <laughs> and no, leaves you there by yourself. She's very, 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 very tolerant of my photography. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, no, she's, uh, she's good value. That's uh, brilliant. So it's always good to have support of your spouse or close family or friends. So... Any parting words of advice, CC? It's been awesome to catch up and chat about that photo and just talk about what you've been up to. But um, I've got a mate, actually, Tal Lemons, who's bitten the bullet and uh, quit his full-time job to go into photography full-time. So any parting words of advice for others that might be, you know, stuck in a rut or, you know, it's been a tough couple of years and, you know, there's still a bit of corona fatigue, I guess you'd say, and cases are going up again. So yeah. any advice for those who... Just, just enjoy it. If it's, if you don't enjoy it, then don't do it. Yep. Um, because I don't think you can. I don't think you can get really, really good at something unless you really enjoy it. Um, and tell I know tell and uh, he's uh, he's really good at what he does. Oh, he's sensational. He's good. He's actually a very good support of mine. So. Oh, good. And makes a great cup of coffee. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, he's, that's what he's doing, isn't he? He's, so he's, I hope this is all public knowledge, Tal, but um, I'll give you a, a shout-out. So he's, yeah, he's quit his full-time job, he's doing a bit of part-time brewstering to get by, but full-time wedding photographer yeah. otherwise, and still doing his awesome ocean photography his as well. Ocean photography is world-class. It's, uh, oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, he's like he won that prize in Vienna for a reason. Yeah. He just takes magnificent shots. So so just enjoy it. And that was in true of your work in advertising as well. You enjoyed that. You loved it. Succeeded. Retired relatively early. Well, yeah, nearly 60. Nearly 60. <laughs> Been retired for a couple of years. So yeah. just enjoy it. I think it's good advice. So, so you see, we've got a get into the shop here at Stonker. Thanks so much for riding all the way from Anglesey on the e-bike, just flying down the highway, which is awesome. So thanks for coming for a chat this morning. Thanks, Ben. And we'll have to get you out on a sup or maybe a foil. I know you're a mad keen yeah, longboarder. I've, but... I've, I've got a couple of sups, so I'm looking at the foil. I'm just not, not sure whether the old dog's got another yeah. new trick to learn. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty tough trick to learn too, so... Yeah. I will we'll give you a demo of the file and yeah, check out the subs on the way out. But thanks again for your time, CC. Great to catch up with you and can't wait to see thanks, buddy. your images for the rest of the year and beyond. Righto.